0: to today's jersey baseball show it's mike olshan along with university of virginia uh, juco transfer joe miscelli from north jersey we are uh, happy to have joe on the show today and hear joe's amazing story of uh graduating high school throwing 82 barely getting a d3 or getting a d3 opportunity working his way all the way up the ladder to uh transferring to university of virginia and one of the top programs in the country so let's uh get right to it and can't wait to hear the journey and welcome joe yeah thank you for having me appreciate it absolutely absolutely so i think this is a great way to start the year um great great uh episode to start um 2022 with as guys get ready to begin their own journey you know for the season whether it's high school whether it's whatever level college they're at or you know pro ball and you know just kind of talk about your situation and you know, first of all, your first year here at at UVA after two at Bergen. Um, so let's start with uh, with that, the transition to uh, to the ACC and and Division One baseball. And uh, how did the fall go? And 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 how are we ready for uh, for the first spring season?
1: Yeah. So I mean, obviously, like when you go from a small JUCO uh, to a big time school, it's definitely a different transition. Uh, it's like it's easy to get lost and stuff, but like you just got to keep your head down, focus on what you need to. And I mean, i would be lying. if I said at the beginning, I didn't get a little lost, like between the academics and then uh, just, uh, juggling the baseball with that. Um, I mean, the, the difference, the biggest thing for me was the difference in academics. Like UDA is a hard school and it was definitely I went from a JUCO where I was like, OK, I got on top of everything. I could take all these classes and it's like three nine GPA to when I got there I was like wow I might actually like struggle here so it's like I had to focus a lot more on schooling and I think that was good too because I like made me appreciate the baseball side of it more because the second you step on that field like the only thing you care about is baseball it's the only thing you're focused on like it takes your mind away from like all these other issues and like things you have to worry about so I mean it's definitely big like that uh helps you appreciate the baseball side more and like I feel like it makes you uh, want it more like when you're thinking about it and you're like, yeah, it's like, it shows me now. It's like, yeah, I want my future to be in baseball. Uh, Like I can't stand sitting in a classroom for hours a day. It's like, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. It's just you're sitting in that classroom and it's like, your mind starts wandering and you're not really paying attention. It's like, what's the one thing it goes to baseball and stuff like that. So, I mean, there's definitely, uh, had a, I had to straighten myself out like make sure I was really focusing in class and get my work done which uh, I did uh, turned out well ended up doing really well in the classroom which was the biggest thing for me then uh obviously more importantly the baseball side uh, I think I was able to show people that yeah going from a, a small juco to a, a big time ACC it's like the transition can be done and it's like that we can, like, small geo kids can fit in at these big-time programs. I mean, I went out there. I handled myself on the mound. I'm not going to say I put up, like, superstar numbers, and, like, I was amazing. But I definitely showed I can handle myself at that level of play. And, I mean, I'm really looking forward to the spring, going out there and proving myself even more. And, like, I'm excited. Like, I can't wait to be able to step on the mound again and face hitters. Like, it's every day when I wake up and I go train and lift, the one thing in my mind is literally just pitching. That's the only thing I'm thinking about, like looking forward to facing hitters, like proving what I can do and like showing that, yeah, you know, what, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. Because like you said, going from 82, my senior year of high school, to now uh, being up to the mid-90s and playing at this big-time school, it's like, I mean, it's a journey like for the ages. Like not many people can say they've done what I did. And I mean, to the other few people that can, I mean – all the respect in the world because it's not an easy thing. It's not an easy thing when you go to a big-time D1 out of high school to get better. So, I mean, it's definitely a journey that I've loved so far, and I can't wait to keep it going.
0: And, and you've got – seems like now uh, UVA has become like North Jersey uh, South, right, with, uh, you know, you, you're coming in Devin Ortiz there for, for, his, uh, for his fifth year. You've got Kyle Teal, obviously. You've got Aiden Teal coming down. Next year, um, Donovan Zach, who we uh, just talked to from uh, St. Joe's to, to be a freshman next year. So you're probably noticing a uh, pretty strong North Jersey, New Jersey uh, influence down at UVA.
1: Yeah, there is. I mean, I think that's something I, I see in a lot of uh, Southern schools now is the they're looking more in the Northeast because like early in the year when it's cold, it's like we, phew. Even ride. you guys the juke, uh, my time at Bergen, my first two starts of the year at, at Bergen, uh, in 2020 and 2021, first game of the year. The first one it was 20 degrees and started snowing, and the second one was 30 and windy. So it's like you want to talk about like being used to the cold and like that weather, and then uh yeah, like the Northeast has a lot of talent, and I don't think a lot of people realize that, but the northeast has a lot of talent in baseball, and I think uh schools are finally starting to see that and they're taking chances on these kids in Northeast. And now these Northeast kids are, uh, doing very well. And it's like putting Northeast on the map, kind of, they just have to give those kids a chance. But yeah, no, the, it is, it's kind of funny too, like talking to those other kids from, uh, like Kyle, Devin, uh, Anthony and Billy, or all the other kids from New Jersey. Like I played Devin and Kyle in high school, uh, Neither one knew who I was when I went there. <laughs> and like, that just, that one that says uh, about me, what I was like in high school, because I'm completely different. But also it's like, um, you're playing these kids and it's like kind of cool to see. It's like, I, I saw Kyle as a sophomore in high school and now I'm seeing him as a sophomore in college, and, like seeing the difference. Mm-hmm. I saw Devin when he was a senior in high school and now I'm seeing him as a senior in college. So it's like, it's kind of cool. Cause it's like, it's reconnecting with these kids in the past and it's like, when you're in New Jersey, it's like, you know, you, everybody knew who Devin was, where he was going. Everybody knew right. where he was going. It's like, so it's like, now it's like, you're there. And I'm like, wow. It's like, I'm in the same locker room as these kids. It's like, they're my teammates now.
0: Yep. Now. And, and you kind of alluded to it. Nobody really knew Joe Maselli when it was graduation time at, at in Indian Hills. And I think that's no. the really cool thing about this story, you know, is for everybody out there who who is either doubting their journey or, you know, thinking that there is no chance, there is no hope. Um, Your story is really special in that, you know, you were not highly recruited out of, out of high school. I mean, guys who are, you know, under 140 pounds and and, and throw in low eighties really aren't obviously, Um, you know, had a D three opportunity and a good one with a a great uh, regional D three program into sales. Um, But, most of your development came from you know after the start of senior year of high school on to the point where now you're you know 93 to 96 mlb draft league uh, pedigree you know high spin rates offers as as a juco from from a lot of different places but you know not even until really you got to to bergen so so talk us through that journey and and explain to guys why you know, just because they see other people have bigger offers now, ultimately doesn't mean anything if you're willing, you know, if you, you know, you keep going after.
1: Yeah. I mean, the first thing I have to say with what you just said is you can't look at what other people are doing, what they're doing, because everybody's different. And you can't say, oh, well, if this kid does this, I should be able to do this because it's just not how it works. And if you're saying that to right. yourself, you're just putting yourself in a bad mentality and a bad mind spot. Uh, but the biggest thing too is having faith in yourself. I mean, if you don't believe in yourself, nobody else will. And it's like, quite frankly, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks or like what they have to say because what it comes down to is yourself and what are you going to do? Uh, and we actually have this quote at Virginia that I love. It's like, what do you do when nobody's looking? Uh, and I mean, that goes for people at the top, in the pros, what are they doing when they're by themselves to that kid like me in high school, who's just hoping for a chance to play at a four year after this. Right. Um, so the biggest thing is have faith in yourself. And I mean, realistically, if you fully believe in your ability and you're putting the work in, things will happen. They'll, they'll Everything will fall into place. Uh, and as far as me, I remember sitting I want to say it was actually Thanksgiving break when I was at the sales, and I was talking to um, one of my old club coaches, and he was asking me how to, how it was, how the fall was, and everything. And I was like, "Oh yeah, it was great. Like we played, uh, we were playing George – We played George Mason at the end of September. That was our like. Uh, we drove down Virginia, played them, uh, and so I told him all that. Told him I threw him in the fall, and he's like, and I remember him looking at me. He was like something tells me it's like I'm missing part of the story. And I was like, what do you mean by that? He's like, I just feel like you're not fully there. And I guess like what I realized, what he like now we meant is that it's like, I was happy to be playing at a four year, but also I know myself and he knows me very well too. It's like, I'm never satisfied with where I am. And he was like, we'll talk more. He's like, uh, go back, go like, finish your finals. We'll talk more when you come back from winter break. So came back, I was throwing uh, just normal stuff, uh, pens, doing my drive line. I remember we sat down again. He talked, he goes, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but the only thing I could say is, like, you need to do what's best for your future right now and what you believe is going to be best for your future. And it's, like, where you think you're going to go to develop and become that player. He's like, I'm going to be honest. He's like, I'm not saying this because I like you and I'm close to you. He's like, there's something about the way you throw where I see there's a future in baseball. It's not just like, he's like, uh, what was the word exactly? So there was a game that summer before I went to DeSales, where it was actually my first time getting up to the mid 80s. And there was the first time like he's ever seen me there. I remember I was up to 85 that game. And he was like, I remember when I came off the mound, he was like, you look really good. And he's like, he's like, I don't know what it is, but something looks different and I like it and so fast forward to that winter again he was like you have to realize too like you're a small kid but you're still generating these vo- like velocities that are high for your body size like I said I was five 5'9 140 pounds and I was up to 86 in that that fall and he's like for your body size it's like That means there's you have an electric arm, like your arm has to be live, you're not generating it through your legs, you're not generating it. That force, big, strong guy. It's like there's something in your arm that's allowing you to do that. And basically, he said, He's like, You have to make the decision now. It's like, Do you think if you stay there for four years, you're gonna reach your maximum potential? I remember I said to him right there, I'm like, Honestly, no, I don't. Then he goes, Well, there's two things you could do. He's like, You can either Really train this winter and try to uh, jump your veal up now and then maybe transfer right after the season or go to a Juco. And uh, I remember at that moment, I said I was going to try to train somewhere to transfer to a different four year after. I wasn't going to go to a Juco. Then as time progressed, uh, I remember right my first bullpen right before uh, going back onto campus. I was 86, 88, and that was the now the hardest I've ever thrown. Um, and so I was like, okay, things are working well for me. Uh I'm like, my velocity's kicking up now. So I'm like, I'm just gonna try to transfer four year after. And then in the spring, it went back down. I was more in that 84 to 85 range, touching 86. And then so I got back for summer ball and I was like, you know what? Yeah, we're gonna go to a junior college, we're gonna go to Bergen. And we're going to see what I could do there. And my reasoning for that too, wasn't because I, I I didn't like the sales or like I didn't think they were a good program. But like I said, like I'm never satisfied with where I am. And I always am like looking for more out of me, which is a good trait, but it's also a bad trait. Uh, but I think it's more good than it's bad. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to Bergen. If I end up going to another D3 after, I don't gain any more velocity. I stay 84, 86 touching 88 then you know what at least i could say i went out and i tried and i put myself in a position to excel but i'm like on the other hand i'm like who knows like what if and uh actually it's funny because now i think about it when i left for the winter break and i talked to my coaches at um the sales they said what do you feel you need to work and i'm like oh put on wheat um and like i was gonna do drive on i'm like i see all these stories and it's like kids go from mid to Uh, uh, mid-80s to mid-90s I'm like I'm not saying I'm gonna be the one going to mid-90s like in the back of my head I'm like I am kind of saying that I'm like I'm like I have the faith myself I'm like I'm gonna do it I know I'm gonna do it and that's exactly what happened I went from that mid-80s to that mid-90s at Bergen and it's like that brought me a great opportunity at Virginia and a great opportunity in the draft league and even a great opportunity from Bergen to potentially get picked up so, I mean, I think it's funny how like all those things connect. It's like there was me two years ago in that office with my coaches talking about my winter training, saying that I might go to mid 90s, and then now I'm there.
0: Almost like you talked it into happening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's uh, now, do you, have, do you have four years of eligibility if, if necessary? How, are we were three? What are what COVID does so many weird things?
1: Yeah, uh, from my understanding, I know I used one at the sales. And then, from my understanding, COVID year we got back. And then when we played last year, since our season was canceled in the beginning and we only played half a season, they said we would get that one back too. Right. That's how the NCAA interprets it. But leaving Juco, I technically had three years of eligibility. So three I'm years. use a second
0: one this year. Okay. Okay. Um, so the whole story, I mean, it's just does it, you know, I don't want to say does it not feel real, because obviously you go, you're the one going through the whole thing, but does it make you appreciate some of these opportunities more, do you think, than had you been the, you know, what's been the typical, hey, in ninth grade, I've, I've got my, you know, I've made my verbal, and, and, and you know, because your path has been different, mm-hmm. you know, do you think you appreciate it more than, than most people do? Uh, definitely, Yes. Uh, And that's, like, not a knock to other
1: people, but, I mean, like, when you're able to say I basically flipped, like, my life around uh, in two years rather than, like, okay, growing up. Like, okay, yeah, this kid has a good arm. He might do something good and gets to high school. He's 85 as a freshman. Oh, yeah, he's going to be really good. I mean, it's like I was 82 as a senior. (laughs) There were freshmen throwing harder than me when I was a senior. Yeah. And, uh, so it's like, you definitely do appreciate more. Cause like when you're in that moment and it's like, you're, you're like, okay, I finally got a chance to play at a four year. I have like my D3 offer and you're just like, you just have to be playing at a four year. Like you're not really thinking, I can't really, really say I'm not thinking about after college. Cause at that time I, I was, cause my mind was always like, I'm going to make goals that seem so unrealistic but if I achieve those things and I put in my mind that I can achieve those things, I will. So, I mean, as far as appreciating it, it's it's definitely different than I think if I was a big time recruit at high school, which, I mean, I think about sometimes. I'm like, you know, like what if I threw like mid nineties, my junior year of high school. And it's like, I'm like, where would the difference be? And, like I always think about it. I'm like, like, I don't want that though. Like I, I wouldn't want to change anything I've gone through. Yeah. It also shows people. It's like, all right, this kid's dedicated and he's determined to achieve stuff. And, I mean, I think it's, like, something that you can't take away from me ever either. It's, like, even, like, if, God forbid, like, nothing were to happen with the draft, I wouldn't make it anywhere else, which, I mean, like I'm saying, all my thoughts are towards that. And, like, that's what I'm hoping right. for. But it's, like, you can never take away. It's, like, wow, this kid did all, like, changed his life in two years.
0: Yeah it's gotta be empowering to you out, even like an outside of baseball thing. Cause you know, everybody says that, you know, speaks those words or at least kind of thinks those words. And and it, I don't want to say it's it's meaningless but obviously going through and doing it and experiencing that change has gotta be like empowering to any obstacle that that you, you know, anything that, that you're gonna have the rest of your life that, you know, I, I can, and I have done this before.
1: Absolutely. And that's something I could carry, like, literally forever, like you just said. I mean, yeah. there's only a handful of guys that can say they've been down the same path I have. And that's, I mean, like, there's a reason for that, too. It's it's not because these handful of people got lucky. It's because these handful of people just put their head down, started working,
0: and knew what they wanted, and knew what they wanted to achieve, and they were able to do it. Yeah, we're talking with Joe Maselli here, um, University of Virginia now, North Jersey, uh, Indian Hills High School, Bergen uh, Community College, and again, now UVA and getting ready for the start of the 2022 season. What are you most looking forward to uh, in playing ACC baseball, other than obviously being at Virginia? Uh, I mean, just the
1: level of competition that I'm going to play at, I mean, just like I said, going to the draft league and that level of competition. I love being around those guys. I love being around my teammates now. And it's like when you're playing at a high level of compet- of competition like that, it's just – it feels different when you're on the mound. Like, I don't want to say the game speeds up because I don't think it does for me, but it's like the adrenaline kicks up. Like, you get yeah. more excited for starts when you're playing those big-time teams. And it's like these are the teams you, like, you watch on TV. Uh, ACT, let's say we're playing Louisville. It's like you're watching – Louisville play Vanderbilt and college world series two years ago. And it's like, yeah, it's like now I'm standing here throwing against them. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of a surreal feeling or like what I think it would be, this is going to be a surreal feeling. It's like, it's like, wow. Like these are the teams I grew up. I grew up watching Virginia. I grew up watching Virginia tech on TV, Miami, Florida state. And it's like, now I'm actually there pitching against them. It's like I feel like it just gives you that extra edge. It's like now you like you want to do better. It's like you want to shut them down for the. Like, you want to shut down anybody you pitch, but right. the fact that you grew up watching them and it's like, wow, it's like this is big time baseball. It's like it makes you want to do even
0: more, and it makes you just want to like really dominate even more. Yeah, and you got to pitch for state college in the original year last summer in the inaugural year of the uh, the MLB draft league. Say so, you know, maintain the velo mid nineties, great spin rates, caught a lot of people's attention. What did you get from it? What did you get out of that that whole draft league scenario and and kind of the process of uh, that summer?
1: Uh, it kind of showed me to uh, one like uh, it was modeled to be like after what a minor league season was like. So I really got to take away. It's like all right, when I'm in the minors, uh, this is what's gonna be like. It's like this is how the days are gonna look. These are like, like kind of like lets you like realize too it's like, yeah, like this isn't that easy. You're playing every single day. You're we're at the f- sorry, six o'clock game. You get to the field around two. Um, you don't leave till like eleven. You don't, you don't fall asleep till twelve, and then you gotta wake up the next day, do it all over again. You have one day off a week. And it's like that's your one day you really get to like sleep and just relax. But it's like it shows you it's like this is something you have to love. Like if you don't love baseball and you don't love being at the field, you you're gonna hate playing professionally. And it's easy to say you want to play professional baseball, but like when they put you in that environment, like you could see, it's like, all right, you could, I could tell I like, it's like these great athletes have a hard time lasting. Cause they're like this is hard. Like this is definitely something that if you're not mentally ready for it, or like you're not mentally tough to be able to go through this, it's like, it's going to beat you down. Um, uh, but another thing too was, uh, Making adjustments don't need to be immediate. Like I remember, there was one team I played against, and I think I let up seven runs in two innings. And then when I went out, I actually ended up pitching against them like five times. And my I, after that first game, I was like, you know, every time I go out, I just want to get better. I don't need to shut them out for eight innings. Now I need to I need to limit it. so like I let up seven runs in two innings. I'm like. Right down to five and three, three and four, and something like that. And actually, it ended up happening where the next start, I think I lit up four runs in four innings. Then the start for that. It was three runs in five innings. Then the last time I ended up throwing against them, it was one run in five innings. And it's like, I'm like, that was like a big learning moment for me because like a lot of people are just like, all right, I have to make this extreme adjustment right now. Next to my pitch, I have to shut them out. It's like, no, you don't. You have to work and get better each time. Because so if you can get better each time, then there's going to be a point where you can't – not that you can't get any better, but it's going to be a lot harder to get better next time. So, like in my eyes, if I threw against them again, I would have been six innings, no runs. And that's just the trend, and that's just the confidence I have in myself and my mentality and my thought process on it, that
0: that's where I would have ended up with those results. So, so what's the big focus for you this offseason? Because, you know, as much as you probably would want to be 6'3", 240 at this point, <laughs> be able to just kind of you know, use your force to throw 100 miles an hour, you're never going to be that pitcher. It's always going to be, you know, the, the, the ability to move fast down the, the hill to get you to, to throw hard. So what's, what's your focus to, you know, maintain and grow that uh, velocity? And, and, and otherwise, what are we working on?
1: Uh, just fluid mechanics. I mean, mechanics you always get better, and I feel like that's the biggest thing, because I think that was the biggest thing for me, and or uh, mm-hmm. one of the biggest things for me that COVID year was actually my arm slot. Because like, if you saw me throw before twenty twenty, I was like straight over the top up here, and it's like now I got uh, with Evan, he brought me down to around this arm slot right here, and just the fluidity of my motion, just drastically changed like I was able to get rotational power now with that so it's like as far as gaining velocity it's keeping my arm fast and keeping my body fast and just making sure everything's firing at the right moment um one person I actually like, love to watch because we're the same body type was um your Donovan Ventura he's 5'11 180 mm-hmm. so he had 10 pounds on me but I mean it's the same body type like if I put on 10 pounds we're the same he had an electric arm, rotated, moved fast, and he wasn't a big, jack guy. He was just he used his body properly, so it's like if there's somebody I definitely watch, it's him and like his mechanics. Uh, but at the same time, uh, putting on strength in the frame will absolutely help. I mean, just uh, what people don't realize is like you can put on strength and not gain twenty pounds. Right. Like I said, it's like my deadlift, my squat my chest press has all gone up tremendously and i've maybe only put on 10 pounds since then but now we're talking 150 pound difference in my deadlift and a 100 pound difference in my squat like 30 pound difference in chest press so uh definitely that and uh just intent to throw i mean like A lot of people say they want to throw hard, but don't understand. so like you have to have the intent to throw hard, too. It's like they're uh, – I don't want to say you're too, like, focused on mechanics because you can't be too focused, but a lot of people are like, okay, if this back hit doesn't fire at this exact moment it won't throw hard, it's like – no, if your mechanics are slightly off, but you have the intent to throw hard, your velocity won't go from 94 to 90. It'll go from 94 to 93. Like, right. That's a- So – and the biggest thing, too, is trusting myself. Like, yeah, it's mid – late December now. Why does what I'm hitting in a bullpen now matter for me this season? So it's, like, not getting crazy. That's like, okay, I'm throwing a a pen and I'm only 88, 90. It's like, no, that's a good spot to be at now. I mean, like, from here, I have two months – to get where I need to be. And if I'm 890 now, just think a week adding a mile an hour by that time, the velocity would be where it should be. And I mean, even more than just velocity, the big thing for me this winter is uh, really uh, focusing on uh, off speed and getting stuff that will play well off my fastball because that could make that 9395 look like 9798 if I could
0: spin anything and throw a nice change to go with it. Mhm, for sure. And that's the difference of uh, you know a one inning outing and probably a uh, multiple inning. You know, four or five yeah. innings, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Especially at that level, um, New Jersey's got a great junior college tradition and 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 a number of great junior college programs, right? And you obviously went to one at Bergen. Um, what would you say to, to anybody, you know, considering the, that Juco route here in New Jersey and, and and what kind of difference ultimately did it make for you? Uh, you, you
1: can't go wrong going Juco. I think it's the best thing you can do. And quite frankly, if you don't have that offer at a high school that you're really wanting and like if you're not 100% ecstatic where you're going to be going, I would say go to a Juco and then just work and you don't know because it could change your life. And another thing though, is don't go to a JUCO and expect uh, people to give you the work for you. Like, go to a JUCO and put the time and effort in yourself. Like, if you go to practice, then you're going to the gym right after and you're doing your stuff after. That's what's going to make you a good athlete, not just doing what the school gives you. So it's always putting in that extra work and going that extra mile after. But, yeah, I mean, New Jersey JUCO is some of the best JUCO in the country. And, I mean, you can't go wrong going to – Bergen or one of the other JUCOs that we offer.
0: Absolutely. Um, who now was was Virginia your favorite ACC school growing up, or did you have somebody that that you kind of rooted for more <coughs> that have to be an enemy now?
1: Uh, growing up, I don't even know if uh, the ACC was my go-to uh, conference. Because yeah. if you asked me in high school where I wanted to go, it was Coastal Carolina. That was that was the school I wanted to go to. Uh, and then obviously like, that never happened and like things never planned out there but it's like as like, you get older and stuff and you start to realize like oh like these schools have good programs you start looking at it like Virginia has an amazing baseball pro- program Coach O'Connor's great Coach Dickinson's great Coach Mack is great Coach Kirby they're all they're all there for the players and like they want to see these players succeed and it's like when you're going when you're in a program like that you just can't go wrong but yeah, I can't really say I've ever had a favorite ACC school. I mean, when it came down to, like, watching the College War Series, like, all right, I'm going to look at the two teams. Which one do I like better? It's
0: just it's as simple as that. Well, it's good. Now you can hate them all equally. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, excellent. We appreciate the time, Joe. I uh, love, love the story. Love the example that it's set for people, you know, and uh, obviously not your intent necessarily, but certainly uh, – you know, the example that it's, it's provided, I'm certainly uh, proud to have you rep New Jersey down at uh, at UVA and uh, can't wait to see how you do this year. I yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Certainly. Joe Masselli, our guest today, Jersey Baseball Shows. We start off 2022 with a great story and uh, we look forward to catching everyone next time. Thank you.